0: Shinsuke Nakamura! Hey, <laughs> we got a lot of sour stuff to talk about in this episode, but but man, how exciting is it that the Boogs—they're giving him a platform to rock! Woo! Man, not that exciting for you, huh? Well, I'm I'm digging it a lot. I like his entrance with uh, Nak- Nakamura. Um, he's got I when he debuted, I thought all he could do was air guitar, but who knew he could actually shred? The electric guitar, man. Um, It's maybe my favorite thing to watch on wrestling now every week. Uh, But uh, we're going to get into that in a minute. And we just want to say hello, everybody. Welcome to a budget cutting. Oh, no. Roster trimming again. High selling episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're talking WWE being for sale, maybe. Uh, The future of the release superstars. God, more of them. And we got to revisit a historic Double or Nothing from the past weekend. Um, And uh, like I said, we're going to touch on the rock god. That is Boogs. Uh, We're going to touch on bad guy Otis, because another uh, friend of the show. Love that dude. And uh, because SmackDown, uh, all my favorite stories are on SmackDown right now, um, including the Usos. But also Doc Brown Bailey. Bailey looking more and more like uh, the good doctor from Back to the Future every episode. Uh, channeling a little bit of Broken Matt Hardy as well. Matt, you've got two babies in the can. Are you working on number three? How are things over there? Uh,
1: doing good. Just uh, making sure the good people know that we're live. I uh, Let me see if I can put this together here because I'm running out of space. Uh, I need six less letters. So let's put, we'll take Murphy out of Buddy. There's a space. There we go. Uh, we all know who Lesnar is put Brock Lesnar and, no, and I got a hashtag it right there's uh let's do Alistair uh Riot let's do that how's that sound
0: sounds gorgeous man love
1: it all right I just made too many spaces um there we go now I can actually post this uh Whoops, I forgot to say that this was an episode. We are live. and this is so hard to do. Uh, what was the question you asked me, Mike? Do you want to jump into the first topic or do you want to tell people where to find us while I finish this?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I would love to. We are all over the social media platforms. Come join the Facebook discussion group. Uh, we've got some wonderful people um, heading it, and we really appreciate the candor and respect of opinion everybody's got. Uh, we got to thank Miss uh, Miss Rachel, Miss Amy, um, helping to kind of keep all that stuff together on the Book of Faces. Uh, Matt dropping all sorts of goofiness on the Instagram. Go ahead, check out, uh, look up Bod Podcast. Matt, we're gonna be. Tra- I think you said we're trademarked now. This is pretty pretty big deal. And then uh, on yep. the tweets,
1: we gotta we gotta get in contact with the Audible podcast, which is called The Brothers. Of discussion and it's four brothers that discuss pro wrestling Uh, so they'll be getting an email soon look look everybody I (laughs) I mean I might I might look like a dick when when you're trying to take our logo or you're trying to take our name and I send you an email that says hi this is our name maybe I look like a dick but I don't know about you Mike and I know you know,
0: gotten- if they want to go ahead and be the Wolfpack NWO, go ahead. But in 30 years, people <laughs> are going to be more excited about the black and white, the real Brothers of Discussion. So I'm not threatened. Um, if you hear a motorcycle revving up outside, uh, 2002 Undertaker is about to drive over, I guess. Um, it's what Great we get. in shout out. Uh,
1: wrestling plug. uh checking in. Just got to throw out, head on over to uh, wrestling plugs, uh, Twitter account. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Cause he's got a wonderful charity going with uh, love wrestling. Ooh, um, yeah. I just want to make sure I get that exact. Uh, Oh, it's just at wrestling plug. Sorry. It's always the ink that's, always, I don't know if that's in there or not. So it's just at wrestling plug head on over there. Uh, he's, he's got an awesome thing going again. Love wrestling is doing a huge thing. Um, I donated last night. They're also doing some fun with, uh, you know, chugging water. So go go check that yeah. out. But you got to start at
0: Wrestling Plug. All right. Um, yeah, of a one-man show over there. Good Lord. It's awesome. Well, no, he's, he's got a show, he's he's show
1: going. Um, oh, my God. I. It's the baby brain. But is it between two beards? Wrestling Plug, I see you're on there right now. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I can't just comment and we'll make sure that we get it. I get it right. And (laughs) it feels terrible right now.
0: Yeah. It's been a bad week for me. Absolutely Um, melting. Uh... I got in trouble at work. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, And I'm supposed to be going on vacation right before I got in trouble. Woo. It's been, uh, it's been a hot one over here. Let me tell you. Um... Well, I, Mike, I, my troubles continue. I don't, we all
1: know the story of my left eye. Um, I'm trying to keep my distance from the camera because I have an absolutely uh, yeah, between two beards. <laughs> I got yeah, it. All right. All right. There. thank pregnancy god. Pregnancy or pregnancy brain, baby brain is <laughs> the woman of uh, pregnancy. Collectively, brain. we have two baby uh, brains. Yeah. This is lack of sleep brain. Um, yeah, go check out Between Two Beards, guys. It's 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 a ton of fun, and it, it's definitely um, like. See how light and cuddly we are, and when you get between two guys with two beards, it's it's definitely more manly. i have to say, <laughs> my high pitched giggling. That's probably gonna wake up my daughter. Uh, but anyway, whoozles. uh My left eye, bike I've now got a beautiful sty. Um, it just looks like a, the most disgusting pimple you've ever seen. I actually brought sunglasses down here because I was gonna ask you if it was so distracting. I could just wear these the whole episode. Sunglasses way
0: more distracting.
1: That's what I was going to say. Is it more distracting to have this gross pimple hanging on the bottom of my eyelid? Uh...
0: (laughs) I mean, at least that's your face. I don't know what that other gimmick is. If you're, I don't know.
1: So here's what happened. Addie scratches my eyeball. Gotcha. I have now been given medication for the rest of my life. Medication, I now have to pull back on uh, so that I can sleep and open my eyelid in the morning and not have my eye rip open. I have to pull back on that medicine because it's plugging up the pores in my eyelid. So now I'm getting a sty on my fucking eyeball. <laughs> it's just wow. never going to end with this. Sounds
0: and- like, uh, man, like CM Punk back when he had that staph infection, just uh, left <laughs> and right for you, huh?
1: I'm not. I'm not saying I'm at this point, but I I was handed materials, like, I, I shouldn't even bring this up, because I'm, I'm not, I'm a happy boy, uh, but they, like, eye issues cause so many problems in people's lives, that it actually is um, the, uh, what do I want to say, like, there's actually a mortality rate, like a suicide rate, with eye problems, because it it just, you can't see and it drains your whole. You you lose everything. But I I'm not saying I'm not. There's no problem. I'm just saying like, there really is like. Are you fucking kidding me? Now I have to like risk my eyeball ripping open every morning because I can't clog up my pores. It's it's
0: awful. I don't know why you don't have a patch. That's what I'm confused about.
1: I see that might be coming because the eyeball is just going to have to be scooped out. I I told the eye doctor I'm I'm going to scoop my eyeball out before <laughs> before I call it quits.
0: <laughs> yeah you're gonna have like a like a 90s uh like uh you know occupational wrestling gimmick when you're just gonna have like a big old patch and that's how the brothers of discussion are getting over the uh, michael in the patch
1: it'll be like shock
0: jock radio he's,
1: he's got my back bret hart wearing sunglasses see what i could do every episode is take them off and then like mm. pretend i'm bret hart and like put them onto the camera
0: you could keep putting them on your baby so you can get them back after the show this your own kid. Uh, let's uh, let's get into some of the topics here, Matt. Um, as we alluded to at the uh, start of the show, again, uh, massive budget cuts. Um, in case somehow you haven't heard, who's gone? Woo! At least from the WWE payroll, um, Braun Strowman, who uh, I was pretty sure was going to be a WWE lifer. Uh, yep. To be honest, yep. um, Alistair Black, a guy they just finished rebooting. Uh, who just main-evented SmackDown, who just started a feud with Big E. Gone! Um, Ruby Riot, who, uh, you know, probably gonna know her as Heidi Lovelace again, uh, here shortly. I I think undoubtedly, you know, I say this with with all love, you know, maybe like the Dolph Ziggler of the women's division, because she was so excellent of a worker, um, and it just never felt like she got a push. Um... And then a couple other names here, Lana. I don't think she's going to be unemployed for very long if she wants. And then uh, Buddy Murphy um, on the list. And then Santana Garrett. Um, this is just stunning stuff. Uh, I allegedly, you know, um, they've had the interviews. Every, they've all been kind of posting all those all those people have been posting, uh, you know, heartfelt messages thanking fans, you know, on Instagram, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Allegedly, this is all because of budget cuts. Um, you know, here yeah, Ron was... makes a couple million a year. Um, you know, maybe that's maybe there's some some truth to that. Uh, but you said Alster, or eventually, probably going to be again Tommy End. You said he had something on that.
1: Yeah, he was uh, he was nice enough to go live on Twitch for like an hour and a half, and uh, man, that was that was like glued to the edge of your seat like listening that that was as good as if you remember the Colt cabana cm punk uh podcast from from years past where for where punk detailed you know the ins and outs of that the end of that relationship uh it was riveting though in the sense of how many surprises there were uh not not that this ended horribly for alistair or tommy end um it was just he had so many great things to say and they were treating him so much better than we all would have guessed. And maybe some of that's just to make sure he's not burning bridges. But I mean, Mike, we found out that this was supposed to be it. This was supposed to be Aleister Black getting like, getting the championship push. This is going to be finally, he's, he's going to start winning matches. It's not going to be 50-50 booking. We're going to push him to the moon. I that shattered me in two. My heart was completely broken because you and I both love Alistair Black so much. Ever since we saw him at that, uh, the house show for NXT for me, um, you know, he hinted at a, a couple of rivalries that really sent him uh, over the edge with Andrade and, and uh, dream. And, you know, like those things, uh, you probably don't want to mention one of those names too often, but uh, I mean, those matches are going to stick with me forever. Uh, yeah. and, and it's, it's it's just, he was finally going to get it. Like, at those matches and all of the love that we had and held for him was finally going to mean something. And I, I kind of wish, like, that that live video he did was great, and it opened my eyes to a lot of things, but I kind of wish he hadn't done it because it broke me even further.
0: <laughs> yeah, this really felt like, uh, you know, they are really sinking their teeth into what that character could be. Um, I had animated vignettes for him. Yeah, animated. they were they were sinking a lot of money into that character. Yeah.
1: Um just uh, I mean a lot of people were bringing up when that, you know, he he gets released like oh, there's so many different things that we're just going to try and pick at and that's where the idea of like we're going to we're going to talk about it in a minute, but is WWE selling because it's like this doesn't make any sense. But there's also the idea that pops up of how disconnected the executives are with WWE and WWE creative because clearly they invested a lot of money and time for Aleister black and they were making him, you know, giving him like this cult leader persona. Um, and then he's just gone and there's no thought to, Oh, what about the other people that are not at the top of the roster? Um, was he really getting paid that much that his, (laughs) his salary was more than some of the guys that are off TV? Um, I don't know. Like that's, that's not to say you wish that somebody else had gotten fired. It's, it's just to carry that point of how disconnected the executives are, how little they're probably consuming this product to, to have him let go at this time. And, and there were so many months where he was off TV, uh, where it would have made more sense before starting the storyline would have made perfect sense. Um, but here we are they give it a go. We all get really excited. I'm pretty sure he was trending and I'm pretty sure it got us all talking at least. And that's their big thing. You don't have to get a, a yay or a boo or I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not that you're getting booed. It's that you're getting a reaction. So regardless of people are like, what's going on here with this Alistair thing? I don't know if I'm ready for another supernatural identity. They were still talking about it. So all of everything added up t-shirts were being purchased and here we are
0: yeah this is uh arguably uh you know a couple of these are, are really shocking between Alistair and Braun because it felt like these were a couple of products that you know WWE had nurtured um you know and you know NXT and they in the development um you know NXT especially for Alistair um you know, grooming him, letting him have those big time feuds, letting him win the NXT championship. And now Alistair's on another, he's on a list of former NXT champs uh, that are, you know, getting the boot. And, uh, you know, Braun was, you know, he was a strong man. He, he was not really a wrestler. This was, you know, them saying, wow, we got to get this giant guy in here. He's, he's the WWE look. Uh, he's just a big bag of meat. Um, he's a giant. <laughs> Um, you know, we got Big Show going out the door. You know, we got people like Mark Henry out the door. And I mean, before AEW, like, you know, they they like having their giant, um, you know, for storylines. It kind of felt like Braun was going to get that spot. Um, he actually had fan support behind him. And then we were kind of waiting for him to become champ. And then they, you know, waited a little too long to do that. And then he became champ, but it was too late. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really bizarre, like... You know, he was out there doing matches with, uh, you know, like little kids at WrestleMania. Like, he was Mm -hmm. that kind of over that they would put that kind of, you know, onus on him to try and figure that out and make that match work. Um, And just the way that they put all that effort into both those those guys, it's just kind of surprising. And I guess that's why we don't have any inside knowledge about a sale for WWE, but we know that they've been... um, you know, kind of mucking around with bringing in different executives um, with all these layoffs. They're bringing in new executives to kind of, you know, refocus, you know, where this yeah, company's from- going. That's when they started going to Fox and NBC. Um, people from, like, Barstool. There's Nick Khan
1: that's coming over. Um, and these guys all have experience with those big moves. And that's that idea was was planted well before all of these releases started happening. And then now they're happening. So it's kind of like... Well, why would they sell? If they, and then, yeah, it, it's like you just make that of...
0: conclusion that if they're making these, you know, really bizarre cuts for people who, you know, had spots at WrestleMania or they had brand new stories that we literally just started doing this past Friday, and now Big E just doesn't have a dance partner. They just kind of pull the plug on it. Why? Why would they be doing that unless it's some, you know, massive move? We you know we've heard whispers about, you know, what they're going to do with New Japan um we know that they're giving you know peacock that,
1: that shouldn't that shouldn't hurt them and well they
0: are going to start traveling again too so i don't know if they're just trying to you know tighten the belt a little bit as they get prepared yeah. for that
1: yeah and i i guess and there's the idea too like oh they released all these people so they could bring in brock lesnar um i don't anticipate seeing brock lesnar on my tv soon. And if it was a SummerSlam thing, they still have another month. So I, I I guess that's possible because he was added to the active roster, but this just, I don't know, this is, this is a lot of people in a couple of months here, uh, not to mention, you know, how many hundreds of people lost their job, like a, a corporate job. Um, and, and that goes along with, uh, them working together with Peacock. It was a lot of people in the digital platform, um, you know, working on the network that lost their job they just don't, they don't need the manpower anymore. Somebody else is going to manage that on the States. So boom, there it goes, job, gone. Um, and that, you know, that, that harsh, that, uh, part of that is like, gosh, I hate to say it, but yes, that makes sense. You don't pay people to sit on your, to stay with your company when they don't have anything to do.
0: And right? WWE, that's like their, that's their MO. They like paid people to not wrestle for other companies.
1: <laughs> right. On a corporate side. But they, if they are gonna, gonna do keep, something gonna where they set up uh, you know, if
0: they set up something where they're gonna have NXT Japan, um and they're gonna be doing battle with people in Japan. <laughs> Woo! That's uh quite an investment. So uh, you know, if that's where the money's going, yeah, I mean it's probably gonna be nice for us. But obviously, you know, we're not pumped about, you know, seeing all these people suddenly unemployed, um, especially people we loved a lot. Um Looking at Heidi, you know. Looking at you know, Tommy End here, um, um in particular. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my Ruby Riot T-shirt. Um, but yeah, <laughs> wrestling club. Wrestling club <laughs> Who's gonna pull kids from the crowd to be part of tag teams now? Um, um clearly Rick Boogs. Um, I don't know if you. You can pull you me can out of the crowd, and I'd be screaming like a little kid because I'd be oh really my excited. God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, if there's anybody that's going to be able to pull off some some goofy stuff, oh, my God, am I so in love with what Rick's You mean doing the right deodorant out. salesman? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he just had to grab Corbin by the ankle, uh, you know, making an ankle tackle like in the NFL to make sure he didn't get away with the crown. And, you know, this is a guy that is clearly all in on being a goofball to keep his job, so um, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, there it is. Boobs. Now uh, another one here from Greg, uh, what about Parker Bordeaux? Why, why aren't we just going with Parker Bordeaux, go low budget, forget Brock Lesnar. I'm right there with you. I think the money with that is going to come when Brock Lesnar comes back. And once they can get Parker to, you know, test him a little bit uh, from what we've heard and we don't know Mike and I aren't at the performance center, but from what we heard, uh, we've heard he's, he's, he's not, quite ready to go you know I say that now and then he'll make a debut at SummerSlam and I'll look like an asshole but uh you know reading the dirt sheets is all we've got that's all we got and they say Parker just kind of looks he's tough uh and you can you know you can mask a lot of that stuff but he's uh I don't know if he's ready to go toe-to-toe with Brock yet but that is a very good point why not just go with the cheaper guy who's got the same look I think part of that is just going to go with we have a SummerSlam to sell. We are really worried that people aren't going to show up. So we're going to have John Cena and Brock Lesnar come back. And I'm throwing that out there because John Cena is the other guy rumored to come back and John loves pro wrestling. He's a company guy. They're going to say, please, John, will you come back? So we can have people excited about live shows again, not be, you know, like to be so excited that we're going to forget about everything that's happened in the last year and a half. Cause he, Mike, I'm still going into stores with my mask. I'm fully vaccinated. I am walking from outside of Costco into Costco with a mask on. And of course it's Costco. So everybody's giving me side-eye like, "Yo, know, I'm go out back. I'm grabbed by, you're gonna be meeting my two barrel. In a second young man. You take that goddamn mask off. Like that's, those are the looks I'm getting when I head into Costco with my mask. Uh, but I'm just being safe, All right? Make the, you make the safe decision, so I'm saying they need to make SummerSlam so goddamn exciting, so like just filled with headliner names that you're like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to see John Cena and Brock Lesnar. I'll like, buy a ticket.
0: I'm going to be in attendance. uh <laughs> yeah.
1: I, You, your eyes really popped at the. Uh, you, you haven't gotten the Costco. I'm going to put my double barrel in your nose, your
0: nostrils, young man. No. Look. <laughs> No, I you know we're uh it's a lot more relaxed out here in uh, Waterford, and uh, you know we just we don't have that kind of folk anymore. Um, <laughs> wrestling plug dropping a ping a guy you can't even see millions of dollars seems strange. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean the Invisible Man comes in. You know what's cute? I do have his uh, his truck book, uh, and I read it for my daughter. Um, wrestling plug highly recommend it for your kids if they're still uh uh, young enough, but it, at the end of the book, uh, the little truck who, you know, I guess is really like supposed to be John Cena truck version kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, he, he's at the end of the book and he says, that's weird. Why do they just have an empty box where the, about the author's supposed to be?
0: Eh, you well, know, uh... a little, a
1: little, yeah, well, something for us <laughs> wrestling fans. Also the only thing I have a John Cena autograph now because of that book. So that's, uh, yeah, gotta it's make in. sure make sure my daughter doesn't ruin that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, she ruined I mean, my eyes, so it's very there's a very good chance she's gonna ruin that book. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I I don't know. I don't need uh, you know Cena and Brock to fight each other at SummerSlam. I just need the Maharaja and Drew McIntyre to go out. Well, that's all I need.
1: I I think John would have his own match. Brock and and Bobby Lashley is probably what's gonna happen. I think that's something we've all been. We've all been asking for. I, I wouldn't mind seeing John. Cena. I didn't know if you
0: meant. I didn't know if you were alluding to a rematch of the infamous Cena Brock Lesnar battle. He,
1: look, I I would be. I think if they did that, that would be really cool. But I think that it would be smarter to spread. Like, do you want to put for one night? You're going to pay. You're gonna pay Brock Lesnar and John Cena, for like uh what? Let's say. 20 minutes uh so you're <laughs> you're gonna pay him five million dollars so really you're paying him like uh 15 million an hour right they <laughs> do a 20 minute match so i that's not in my checkbook i can't write that check but <laughs> i think you got to spread
0: those you don't think that they'll do like a receipt match so cena will just f you to brock for 15 minutes wouldn't that be cool though
1: and, like, set up something for WrestleMania, too. Like, Brock versus Cena. Th- you know, I guess, how many would that be? It wouldn't be three. There's a lot. <laughs> but, yeah. but, anyway, it would just be cool to see Cena get over on Brock. Uh, kind of sell his Fast and Furious powers. And then <laughs> and then, uh, or what is he in the Fast and Furious? Or was he in something else? That sounds right. Oh, he's in Suicide Squad now. Yeah, I'm Suicide Squad is going
0: to be in that um, for sure. But uh
1: hey Hoozles. Um yeah. we really got off track, but
0: <laughs> that happens yeah, occasionally on this that, show.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is what pro wrestling podcasts are all about. We just keep guessing on what's actually happening uh with these companies, like uh like Lesnar being added to the active roster, is Vince McMahon selling uh the company, which I, I was like, okay, so he's he'd sell his majority shares. Like I I had to correct that in my head, right? He's not we're not selling the company. We're selling the majority shares that Vince McMahon has to someone
0: else. Yeah, what would um, the, what would the uh, creative control clauses be in that contract? Like, at what point would NBC just be like, you know what, fuck it, we're out. We're not buying it now. No, no, old man. You don't. You don't get to pick what's on Thursday nights on NBC. No, we're not doing 8 p.m. Smackdown. No, you. Do you think? No. Do you think he tried to like he's talking to George Lucas right
1: now, and he's like, "Well, how do I, how do I keep my baby? You know, how do I make sure they don't ruin my baby?" <laughs> and George is just like, "Well, you just gotta go. It's either the money, or you gotta go with your your gut. It's, it's all up to you, Vince."
0: Sorry. See, calling from satellite phone on an island because uh, that's that's where he's at. Also, a little. It looks like uh, <laughs> Ustos are about to fight the Mysterios for the tag titles. Woo. um so if people are watching that. If you're not, get on it. Um You know what
1: everybody me- should watch? Uh so I think we're we're wrapping up that conversation. Go watch uh go to YouTube and watch for free TJP and Josh Alexander. Um sixty minute Iron Man match that goes into overtime. Uh can I spoil it?
0: Are there- I, do. We get there's, a vote, or it's just gonna happen.
1: It's just gonna happen. There's a last second uh, a pinfall uh, that that's had that that sends it into overtime, and it was a pretty sweet move for a last second pinfall. Um, I, I, I say go for it right now, it's totally free. It's not a match of the year in my book. Um, one of, like there's a lot of things that hurt it, the setting. Hurts this match. There's a lot of just hearing knees bumping into the ring mat, and I'm not all about that. Just a lot of like <laughs> scuffling feet. Um, so that's that's somebody's cup of tea, not my cup of tea. Again, fan of the cinematic matches right here. Um, so it lacks a lot of drama because of that. Uh, there there are like there's like ten people watching, and at certain points they just get dead quiet, and I had to like look like I I was typing up notes for this, and I'm like. Backing up and rewinding and going. Why are they all quiet in the same exact? Time? <laughs> but uh, it is that's it the is worst, really and good. you can it's, hear
0: like papers shuffling. You know, you yeah, hear like a like a.
1: <coughs> it's uh, it is fun to hear D'Lo Brown call it too. Uh, so if you haven't heard D'Lo call it, he's uh, he's he's very good on the mic. Um, I would say zero mistakes. So I think we we rag on a lot of people for their mistakes. Uh, uh, easily zero from me. Uh, but yeah, it's a great pace for, for a 60 minute Ironman match, but I, I don't know. Um, the overtime was fun. The last couple of minutes were fun, but it is still a 60 minute Ironman match. So it's, it's still, I don't know. I think I might be past that. I haven't gone back to watch Sean and Brett in quite a few years. I used to I think, watch that. I match. think
0: the biggest problem with that is like, uh, when you're watching, uh, like I started watching mayor of, of East town on HBO. And it's an excellent show, but I also try to make sure I squint at the beginning of the episode because it lets you know how long the runtime is, and then you kind of know how to set your expectations. Like, oh, that character's fine. We got 28 minutes left. You know, I think it would be a little bit better if they didn't announce that it was 60 minutes, or you could hide how long a match lasts. You know, they don't want to lose some of the drama there. Um, But uh, I mean... I, I didn't get to catch it. I'm pumped to watch it. Um, I know we wanted to make a little bit of time to ju- uh, just talk about Double or Nothing. And I wanted to talk about Dynamite. It's not starting for another 15 minutes here on a Friday night, uh, going all the way to midnight. So if you were pooping your pampers about their move to TBS, it won't happen anymore because there won't be playoff basketball to get in the way. So I did want to throw in there, you asked if I had NXT notes. Um
1: I wanted to kind of sell everybody on the carry and cross thing real quick because there were a lot. Did you of people want to talk about the about match
0: or uh, that Adam Cole promo, which was pretty solid?
1: Oh, the Adam Cole promo is great. I I just don't understand why people are upset that this match is happening. That they wanted more to come from it, but we did just to argue how, like, why you should be excited. And this does technically make sense. Uh, is because these you, you've at least had Kyle. Pete and Gargano kind of bumping heads with, with and Cross, and especially yeah. Kyle and Pete have been going at it, but here's, here's why this is so cool. Mike, we've had different generations of NXT and and Cross is trying to get over as the most dominant guy in the business right now. He's actually going up against the four most decorated, I would say, superstars of the the if we say the previous generation of NXT if Karrion Cross is starting the next one you've got the four most decorated guys the guys who've turned in the best matches in NXT going up against Cross. I mean obviously you know names like Aleister Black and Andrade are missing from that list but this is who's available and, and Keith Lee right Keith Lee who knows if he's getting released next but I, I think that this is amazing. Like, this is all four of these guys should be fighting to make sure Cross doesn't get the win. And I think he's going to get it.
0: And if I you talk about really putting cool. a rocket on somebody's back, they're literally putting four rockets on this guy's back to get him right. over. So gonna not have only experience. does he have the cool music and the dry ice and the girl and the title, now he's going to knock out four NXT mainstays.
1: Yep. And we're, you're, you're just going to have to look at this and go, well, well, who's next? And that's where we start building up the rest of this NXT roster and giving someone else a shot. But I, I think this booking is incredibly cool. And even if you take that away, everyone needs to not complain about this because it's fucking Karrion Cross versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole versus fucking Johnny fucking Gargano. What the fuck are people
0: complaining about?
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Um, yeah. Only I mean, thing I could think is if they did like a Roman Reigns match at Summerslam where he fights Daniel Bryan, AJ. Uh, give me another one, Matt. I don't know who else do oh, people Finn love. Hallor,
1: throw him in there.
0: We're gonna put Finn in there. I, I want somebody even more beloved. Uh, oh. He beats up John Cena and Stone Adam, Cold Adam comes Cole. back. He beats up all four of those guys and Adam Cole and he pin he drapes a prone Adam Cole on top of the other bodies. That yeah. would be the equivalent. I just mean like that kind of, that kind of push with that kind of, that kind of talent there. Um, does it, it Roman's doesn't feel. Over
1: him. Most of those
0: guys. Yeah. Well, not all at once in one match. I think people would lose their minds if so Roman you, was allowed to do that. You want to
1: see and Cross doing what that, that Roman Reigns t-shirt says. He, he, you want to see him lay out all four of those guys and pile them up for the pin victory.
0: Yeah, like Lincoln Logs. Like he's yeah. making a little house where you kind of stack them, like head to toe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is that Roman shirt? Is what? Stack them, pack them, and pin them, or something? What's that shirt? <laughs> Somebody comment. What the hell is that Roman Reigns shirt say? Maybe he's coming out to the ring right now. It's.
0: Uh, stack. I think em. he's only coming out if the uh, the Usos blow this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Usos. Um...
1: So we want to wrap up with uh, double or nothing chat. Um, Mike, I thought, I thought this was one of the better, uh, we'll say special wrestling shows and pay-per-views of, uh, of the last year. I think w- we all kind of had some question marks and shoulder shrugs, even at WrestleMania and um, you know, Royal rumble was fun, but this, this just the only problem with this is that it was, it that was, it was almost... exhausting
0: yeah, by the was... end of it. I think if they had cut like two matches, it would have been maybe the best pay-per-view of all time. Like if you just cut that Cody match, god damn it. <laughs> that that was match deep. was such was an energy sucker. I couldn't I it it killed Miro's match, it killed Britt Baker's match. That crowd was done. They're like, nah, we good. They yeah. <laughs> he he didn't suck the, the energy out of his match, he sucked it out of the next three matches. That's how rough that was. Um, but I don't, I don't want to poo-poo that too much because we had so much good. Um, God, what was your, I know it's, it's tough to pick just one, but what was the one that, you know, if you're going to go back and watch, mm. you know, from entrance to finish, which one would you start with?
1: You know, what's going to be the easiest one to watch is going to be uh Kingston and Mox versus the young bucks. That, that was a, that was a party that yeah. was so much fun to watch uh from the entrance music the wild things by the drugs i i was just i I had to like ignore everybody in the room so that's wife two kids and i'm just like smiling ear to ear that was like that was like a return to pro wrestling like that audience like engaged with that um that wild thing needs to stay forever. I hope that they have some sort of license that, that you know this isn't just like a one-time thing. I Yeah. God damn, that is so much fun.
0: Odd I to be I like say, uh, like a life insurance payout. Can we just get it fable yeah. about death. fable uh, about death of AEW like just forever.
1: My my hot take right now is that was that's a thousand times more fun than the Chris Jericho song. Probably because Mike Chris Jericho is not as good. <laughs> and a, a classic rock song to last forever it is timeless that song wild things is timeless i'm, I'm sorry for all the chris jericho stands out there that absolutely love singing uh judas
0: yeah'm not, not gonna put it, i'm not gonna put judas up there with tiny dancer you know uh but <laughs> i will say as far as like a, a fun interactive like wrestling experience that that is it is fun uh i I still sing it on my couch sometimes no and i i'm
1: not taking that away from anybody i'm just saying like this is the difference between uh you you're hearing the fans cheer along with you know like i'm coming i'm coming i'm coming and you don't like what did they like if somebody's sitting there with you you have to explain the lyrics what do those lyrics mean Everybody yeah he like ah." he read a he read the Bible once or something. I don't
0: you know. made oh. my heart.
1: Like that is timeless. Everybody knows what's going on <laughs> with that song. That's the difference. Is that we it, there's, you know, it's a it's an overproduced new rock metal song. So it's it's it's. I still have fun with it. I I do. I'm not saying I have <laughs> fun with it. I'm just saying Wild Thing is a million times more cool. Is <laughs> it the drugs?
0: No, I'm out. Uh, that's that's gonna not the point.
1: The uh, ma- Nobody could name another that... truck song in their catalog. Nobody. I, can, I gotta but... say
0: one of the the more important matches, <laughs> uh, you know, of the year, baby. Oh, geez, the tribal chief is out there pummeling some Mysterios.
1: What's his shirt say?
0: It says something. Me. Uh, the script is too small. Oh, acknowledge oh, me. Oh. Which was, you know, this is oh. the second time we brought this up in this episode. Velveteen's uh, angle against Elster uh, Black. You just wanted him to acknowledge him. Um, uh, Matt, uh, the mash
1: them, stack them, pin em. Mm. I just decided to Google it. That's <laughs> how I seconds. felt. Uh,
0: remember the, the BK stacker that yeah. had like meat, cheese, and bacon? Yeah, grill them, cheese them, and stack them. That was that was, Roman Reigns was inspired by Burger King. Uh, Matt, <laughs> that triple threat, uh, yeah. for the AEW championship. I, obviously Kenny Omega and Pac are, you know, two of the best wrestling like workers of all time. And the way that those two guys made orange Cassidy look like a legitimate threat to win that title. After we talked for you know, weeks about what is he doing in this match? You know, that was the whole buildup in the storyline is, yeah. you know, this guy's ridiculous. He's a sideshow. He, you know, sells t-shirts, but he's not a real wrestler. Our Facebook group was given poor ca- orange casserole, giving him hell. Um, you know, we had some really nice pieces that we talked about writing wise about the the art of the clown, the purpose of the clown. You know, in wrestling folklore. Yeah. But Omega and Pac I, Cassidy never felt out of place in that match. He felt like there was, you know, that's you know that. Um, uh, I think we were discussing the the office. In the way I think BJ Ryan was talking about was it BJ Ryan talking about character evolution? How you mostly stay the same and there's like that 15 percent you can change at most.
1: Yeah, it was. He learned that from the showrunner Greg Daniels.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, a legendary television, you know, producer writer. Um, but that's what it felt like. Orange oh, Cassidy. Oh, ch- how
1: Conan O'Brien? Haven't mentioned him yet. Oh yeah, let's I, I think there. I mentioned him like friend of the show. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, Orange Cassidy was given that fifteen percent to evolve a little bit, um, and I don't know if he's ever going to be champion. But I don't know if he ever needs to be champion. Um, it's just the guy is so over. At some point, he might get you know one of those uh, you know Daniel Bryan out of nowhere pushes, and I don't think I know people. Some people would be upset, you know, because you know he's tongue-in-cheek self-aware you know about wrestling but i you know i've said it once i'll say it again you only get away with the clown show if you actually know how to go and i think that's something that colt cabana was saying about cassidy and uh cassidy really got a chance to prove himself and even though he didn't win um, i i think that's what you're gonna remember is this guy's gonna be a force and then uh in that company and in the wrestling realm it was a very impressive show we just, uh, we can't ignore a uh,
1: wrestling plug. He he'll take two stackers just had to throwing that out there.
0: Ooh, you know, uh, <laughs> wrestling plug. Have you tried that new Burger King, spicy fried chicken sandwich at Burger King, it is fantastic. I have not tried it yet. I'm, I'm a huge fan
1: of spicy chicken sandwiches. We yeah. should have another podcast just about spicy chicken sandwiches. Let's um, do uh,
0: the other thing too, is, uh, we finally got the coronation of Brit Baker, uh, yep. of a story that was a year in the baking. Um, and unfortunately, Cody sucked all the life out of the crowd for that big moment. Uh, but those, uh, you know, Sheeta and Baker, they still put on an excellent match, but it was, you know, an exhausted crowd. I think there's,
1: there's things in movies that I was just talking about with my wife that sometimes they happen and they're not earned. Um, if anybody wants, I highly recommend the movie plan B on Hulu. Uh, however, the ending, I, I looked at my wife and I said, that wasn't earned. It's because two characters didn't get enough time to to generate a rapport, um, and and it just you you saw it happen, and you were just kind of like, okay, I guess that's what needs to happen for the movie to end, um, just like two people like hugging it out kind of thing. Yeah, that is the exact opposite of what we got with Britt Baker and Tony Schiavone. That embrace, uh, I I I don't I'm not saying it was supposed to, Mike. I'm not saying it was supposed to. This is how I'm prefacing it. I wasn't supposed to give me chills just now, but for whatever reason, I just got chills. I don't, I, maybe it's just because I'm cold in my basement, but that was such a beautiful moment and I loved it so much. And, and like, you could see like everything that was going into that and they, you know, breaking, breaking character and and how much care has gone into building Britt Baker into being what she is right now. I God, like the next thought that pops in your head is just like, what? what are Adam Cole and Britt Baker drinking that we are not aware of? Like, where do they live? What are they yeah, drinking? What's in their water? water? Is it yeah. city water or <laughs> what planet is it coming from? Because God damn, um, at no, you know, this doesn't take anything away from, uh, Hikaru Shida, but that was easily her best match in my opinion. And I, I, I loved it. I'll, I'll probably go back and watch it. I, I thought it was a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, this, this was all about her being uh, Brett Baker, being crowned as champion. And, and again, going back to you earned that moment with not weeks, not months, but since Brett Baker has been around and that relationship with Tony Schiavone, that was, that was fantastic. Um, I, I, I loved it. You got, you got the great match. You got the great story. And now you have the character that has the catchphrases. She's got the charisma.
0: This
1: this division was made to be run by Britt Baker, at least for the time being. And um, Mike, already calling out Diana Parrazzo on Impact Wrestling.
0: So... I hope she starts calling out a little uh, little Lovelace action. That's what I want. Maybe. I know we got to wait 90 days, but, you know... Um... I'm going to be counting them down for that debut on, uh, on a Wednesday night here. Um, yeah, I think that that uh, that earning of it, that's what AEW, one of their strengths are, this, that long term storytelling. And uh, yeah. they basically gave this a whole year. We were kind of like, oh, man, why is she getting these kind of one off, you know, feuds where it just lasts like, you know, 30, 40 days. If that there's no story. Yeah, and it kind of—I kind of feel bad because it feels like they sacrificed uh, Shida having some real feuds to sink her teeth into. Um, but I mean, she is—you know—if she's not Britt Baker, she's the most credible women's performer in the whole division. So maybe she didn't quite get the feuds that we were hoping for, but uh, you know, she's a made woman, and you know, she's she's got that—what uh, do we call it—the Teflon. Um, layer around her where uh, you know she could probably lose 50 matches in a row and it wouldn't matter because you know she's in such high regard for all of us the way she uh held things down uh Drew McIntyre style through uh through a COVID you know so bravo Tashita and uh you know even if she doesn't ha- get to dance with Britt Baker here for uh the foreseeable future if they kind of you know let Brett, um, you know, kind of duke it out with the rest of the division, uh, you know, I think she's, uh, she's going to be fine.
1: Uh, also started the show. Pretty great. Hangman getting the victory. I, I liked how you put it. That, uh, uh, you know, Brian, uh, or actually how did, what did you tweet out
0: that? Yeah. Integrity um, get in
1: the way. And that's how Brian, yeah, uh, gets the win.
0: yeah. Cage lost because of integrity. And, uh, when he got that, now he's do I guess he's going to be a baby face now. And, uh, he's, you know, turning on Taz and friends. Um, it was, uh, really a, a breath of fresh air for, for Brian Cage, who, you know, kind of alluded to it against, um, with Ricky Starks when he battled, uh, Dobby and, uh, <laughs> and sting. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's a guy who could, uh, definitely run with that. And, um, I don't know if they had a lot of hosses that they wanted him to fight, but watching him go up against the numbers game, uh, I think it's going to be pretty easy for them to uh, get some fan support behind that guy. And really, uh, you know, a really smart choice uh, to have that match early in the card. Um, The crowd was was really hot for it. Um, You know, we talked about Hangman Page, how they were just kind of waiting to hit that go button on his career, you know, until fans were back. And uh, he did not disappoint at all. He definitely looked like one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, you know, bravo to Brian for uh, helping Hangman get over. Um, and that first, you know, taste of live crowd reaction. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm just pumped for both of their stories going forward. That's That was, you know, one of the things that was so strong on this card. Um, and uh, I guess the one, I think, kind of bigger surprise was the stadium stampede uh pinnacle and inner circle yeah. um i mean it was a blast i really Can thought I? pinnacle was was you know gonna bury inner circle and that was gonna be over
1: i i gotta say i don't know how many uh like kingdom hearts final fantasy games you've played over the years <laughs> mike we <laughs> um, think it's over we got one yeah, one and- oh no, see i didn't even need to like you beat the first boss you get the second iteration. You're like, all right, this should be cool. Hopefully it's not going to take too long. And you get past yeah. that triple threat for the title. And then I I did completely forget that Stadium Stampede was on the card. I, I even, I think earlier in the night, I was like, what did they do? Do that on the, was that on the kickoff show? Yeah. I wanted to like this match. I was so angry that I was still awake. <laughs> I did not have as much fun as I could have. Oh, um, I really
0: loved it. I, I thought Sammy Guevara looked great. Um, I actually popped. Uh, when they got. Uh, oh, who's that coach for? Uh, for the uh, Jaguars uh, down there now,
1: Urban Meyer.
0: Urban Meyer, yeah, the, o- yeah. the old Ohio State Florida guy. Yeah, oh, um, I, I popped for uh, Jericho hitting MJF with the footballs and MJF I- spelled it like he got shot with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that
1: that. Those scenes were pretty great, but God damn it. I really, it's not even about like, because we're in Michigan. I, that guy is such a piece of shit. Like all, all those college coaches are, I, I <laughs> fucking hate his face.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I think when we were talking about uh, this possibly being the end of the inner circle, um, it just kind of felt like, well, where do we go with these guys now? Like we've seen him as heels. We've seen him as the baby face, you know, like look at the shield you know, they were heel like almost their whole run and then they turned baby face and then they quickly disbanded after that. So I thought it was going to be something kind of similar, but the more that double or nothing with the first live crowd and, you know, a real live crowd, not just, you know, enhancement talent and guys not in the card that night, circling the ring, the first real live crowd. Um, it, it was their WrestleMania. So I don't, I don't think they wanted to leave you like bummed out at the end of the night. Um, and I feel like that kind of factored into the decision there to have Inner Circle go over and, you know, it's the group you sing along to their song as they come out as ridiculous as the lyrics are for Judas. Uh, but I think they try to leave you with a, you know, a feel-good moment, um, you know, coming out of that.
1: Who, Who's fighting for the title, Mike, at, uh, at All Out? September 5th, Chicago. Is it September 5th? have the right date
0: um i mean i guess jungle boy is that what you're getting at jungle boy and kenny omega that's uh
1: that's what two weeks that's uh is that gonna be sooner yeah that's not this saturday or next saturday oh you know what i think it's on i think it's yeah it's on a day where i know i'm i'm actually busy um that's coming up. I think it was supposed to be this upcoming dynamite and um and they changed uh it changed gears. Uh but I I I'm wondering if we're going to be uh wait until September to see Hangman go up against Kenny Omega. I think that that's the big uh that's the big payoff because we know Chicago is going to be rowdy. I I I think uh, pro wrestling is ready to get out of Jacksonville and get out of you know the Orlando area. Uh, let's get out of yeah. Florida for for a bit here. Um I, I wanted to throw that out there because I, I figure we're just talking about like being in front of the fans, like real live fans. And now you're going to have some huge payoff match where hopefully they book Kenny Omega that we're really sick of seeing him hold the titles because uh, I mean, he's got impact wrestling matches coming up and I Don't think it makes sense to take that impact title off him yet, but uh, I don't know if impact is having fun, not having their champion on TV forever, (laughs) but um, you know, uh, so he'll go up against jungle boy in a couple of weeks. Uh, He'll uh, he'll take him down. I don't know if you had a chance to Google that while I'm throwing that out there. I know I, uh, ah, whatever it, I think it's another NBA's in the way and they're going to be on Saturday night instead of Friday night. Um, Uh, But yeah, Yeah, so that'll get through. Uh, Maybe they'll fit in another worthy opponent uh, in the summer months here. But uh, all out, I think, Hangman, Kenny Omega.
0: I got to say, like, of that whole card, people really popped for Orange Cassidy. Um, Not so much for the match, but in the aftermath, when the credits were rolling, uh, where they were kind of, like, setting up the the story for the the next uh, match, uh, people really popping for Britt Baker with the "You Deserve It" chance, but in a in a match that it's a battle royal. Uh, there's just a lot of moving parts. A lot of people got cameos, you know, having their spots. I gotta say, I think Jungle Boy had the biggest reaction of that night. Am I am I out in left field by making that uh, assertion? Uh, no, you
1: absolutely not. Uh I I really wanted to hate the uh <laughs> the battle royale because I was so sure Christian was going to win.
0: And uh I know we had the bets that Christian or the field. We didn't even yeah. consider anybody else. I really thought it was going to be Christian's time and to shine.
1: It was booked perfectly for Christian to be the final two because we all saw it coming. He he was getting booed in the arena, so people knew, you know, like he was he was probably going to get that win. But yeah, there's probably a Christian in the summer months and then leading into uh, Hangman Page. But I didn't know
0: he was going to be that uh, like magnanimous where he's not really done anything like win wise. uh, You know, he said like, he'll pull the curtain and, you know, win a 10 minute, you know, match.
1: Christian or Jungle Boy? Christian.
0: Christian. Okay. um and so for him to give that rub uh to jungle boy and again just feeding into that idea of we got to send these five thousand people. this is the first like crowd uh you know sammy guevara was was uh tweeting and gramming about it you know about what a moment it was for him um for for cage uh, uh, christian uh to uh give that rub you know in that kind of show and you know make everybody go home happy man there was there's a lot of. I, I, I don't know if AEW. they The fans have to know what I mean. You know, that WrestleMania moment um, to give that to Jungle Boy. I, I think it was a big deal. Because um, you saw who they're prioritizing for the future uh, with who they propped up that night because this is ar- arguably their biggest show of the whole year. Right.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't have been more excited for that. And I think. Like, what really helped propel this to the moon uh, was that slide around the ring and the way he pulled Christian out of the ring, too. Like, it couldn't have just been Jungle Boy getting the win. He had to do it in the most Jungle Boy fashion, which was, I mean, like I said, I'm pretty sure uh, either, it was either me or you tweeted out, like, this was a perfectly booked battle royal at the end. I was very careful in my, in at least my thought process. It was, it was at the end. I think the casino battle Royale is a complete mess. <laughs> it is a mess. Like it's different, but it's, it's fucking nuts. Um, but the ending of that perfectly booked. All right, Mike, <clears throat> you ready to sail off into the sunset? Um, I know uh, double or nothing is <coughs> 10 minutes in now and, uh, Looks like uh let's see Blake report <laughs> gonna throw out a bunch of Cs for Smackdown here as we uh we wrap up.
0: <laughs> yeah, the only other thing to touch on was uh the sixty two year old uh who took bumps at Double or Nothing. Staying... Oh, right, right, right. Oh my god. Uh I, I'm, great way I'm... to start
1: that too. Like I that was another one where I was like, Oh, I forgot we had to do this match and then he Like, that's how you book that match.
0: He was doing dives. Uh, He was jumping off of stuff. He was eating bumps. Uh, He was not protected in that tag match. Uh, He wasn't eating the bumps that Darby does, but uh, nobody um, should be doing that to themselves. I don't know how Darby (laughs) survives, but uh, bravo to Sting. That was an incredible performance, and that crowd just didn't... I think they loved it, and they were just so shocked that Sting was like... He looked like he was 40 years old. Like, he he looked awesome.
1: Yeah, I, that's that's the big thing for me. It was book that so that I'm excited right at the get go because that, that was another one where it was, again, short the shows everybody. I think WWE had it right. Like the I, I get fans are back, but two, three hours tops. Don't uh, don't take me into one in the morning. All right. Hey, uh, <laughs> any, any last words, Mike? I I think I'm ready to stop. No, on. just can, uh, right under uh, right under an hour, Thanks please. to
0: thanks to Greg. Thanks to uh, Russell plug. Uh, thanks again to, uh, to Rachel and Amy for helping hold it down on the uh the Facebook group, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys out there.
1: Yeah, check uh, bodpodcast.com, uh, brothers of click the shop button on the homepage. We still have our hot tag t shirts that are available. I put my thumb up and not even seeing it there, uh, but yeah, support the show that way. Um, we, uh, yeah, you know what, that's it, support the show that way with the shops. Um, and then, uh, yeah, if you're on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. If you're on uh, listening to the the actual podcast, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you, you guys are listening to it. it does us so uh, a world of good. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's let's sail off, Mike. Thanks again.
0: Shit's Nakamura. Ah!